The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Hey everybody, welcome to the winemakers. I'm John Myers, and I'm sitting here with my very good friend, Brian Casey, who's checking his phone as we... Actually, I was just looking at it. It looks like uh, Sam and Bart have both sent me texts. Uh, Bart says, I'm coming, finishing my last sample. I actually just... I'm lo- coming. Um, I'm not even breathing hard. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just left Bart. Um, we did a little where tour. Where were you? So at Lassiter Family Winery, where Bart has his uh, normal nine-to-five day job. Um, the, well, now let's explain this. Lassiter is yeah. John Lassiter, who right. invented Pixar... Whose first hit was Toy Story, made a gazillion dollars, right? And have has just been turning out kids animated movies ever since then. He's the king of the hill. The yeah. and and I actually got to got to hear a cool story today about he was he had always been infatuated with Disney, and actually worked at uh, Disneyland as a kid. So as a <laughs> young adult, worked at Disneyland, got fired. For I wonder for why. I don't know, but so, so isn't that great that he comes back and now he is actually now they the, own him. He's yeah. the boss. He is, and they. Yeah. I mean, Disney isn't doing anything except his movies right now. I mean, when's the last time you saw a Disney movie out? Like, like, like Mickey Mouse, or well, right. or even even uh, something significant. I mean, when I think of Disney, I think of uh, you know the the classic uh, Disney movies. I I can't old, think of anything old that's yeller. <laughs> right. I can't think of anything that's uh, you know that's recent. No, other than Cars three. Well, know, and that, but that's the, a Pixar thing. It right? is. It right. is. He saved their ass. Yeah. And he bought with all that money this incredible strip of land, uh, just north of Sonoma along Highway Twelve, probably the most fertile little valley. In the area. I mean, there are pockets, but this is one beyond. Um, there are, I mean, and and right just to the north of him is the Pagani Ranch. Right. Which is probably the most photographed because it's got those hundred and some year old vines. And boy, do people love that. They stop on Highway 12 and just snap yeah. the photos. Yeah. And well, those are, you know, when you think of wine country, you look at those old gnarled vines that are, you know, real short coming off the... Coming off the ground. That's really, you know, one of those ro- very, romantic uh, images that you have. Well, that's that's right. And that's why it's so beautiful up there. But yeah. he's kind of tucked in behind. Now, he has his, his, the real old train, one of the original seven animators for Disney, um, had, his, had this real train. When he would dress up in the real conductor's outfit with the oil can and turn on the steam right. and get it fired and he drives it around and toot, oh, no, it ta- toots the uh, they said it takes a couple hours to get it get to get it uh, fired up where, yeah. it's, where you got to get the engine going and and um yeah and that, that his wife has to bring him in at the end of the day i mean he'll he'll ride that thing until the I, but you know i heard that the neighbors <laughs> aren't big fans of the train which i can imagine thing. right i mean when you when he's choo, pulling that choo, whistle choo, right <laughs> I mean, you hear that at nine o'clock at night, it'd probably startle you a little bit. Well, there's John. So, um, but but that was it was a um, 
a really nice tour that we did today and they they actually do still have some old vine stuff um on the property when they took it over they hired phil katuri who um planted over and and they have uh, grenache syrah movedra that's monty who who likes hey, to bark, so sorry about um, that but they they still do and, and i didn't know this but i was walking through their um tasting room and i saw this this label that i had never seen before and i said what is that for and they said oh well we do a zinfandel blend um but we only make about 70 cases and it doesn't really make it out into the public so luckily when we were finishing our tasting um one of the people said do you guys want to try that zinfandel blend and i said well heck yeah we (laughs) We'd love to try it. Try it. Any, um, anything today. Yeah, anything you got back there. <laughs> and so they were nice enough to open up a bottle of that super small production. I mean, 70 cases. You're talking about two, basically two barrels of, of wine um, because that old vine stuff. And it's a it's a blend of a la Camboucher and then a bunch of other stuff that was just on the property where the, you know, the people that lived there would do a field blend. Whatever was growing together, they would just pick it all together, crush it together, and bottle it together. I stopped by uh, Three Sticks and bought the... A couple of the Escanada? Castaneda. 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 I, I keep screwing right. that up. But, uh, you know, to be here, to live here in 1850 and be named Don Juan Castaneda. Not a bad And game. have that beautiful adobe as your place. And I'm sure and, he got some tail. And he, Well, <laughs> and he married, he married into the Harrisley family. Okay. So, yes, of course, he did get some chance. <laughs> he did okay. Hungarian, so. I actually tried some of that the other day, um, the Castaneda, because it had been a while since I Beautiful. tried it. It's, uh, it's really good. And it's a 70% field blend, 70% white, 30 per, uh, 70% red, 30% Oh, that's white. right. That's right. Uh, the, they can't even really tell you exactly what's in it no. percentage-wise because they're just going through and picking it and throwing There's it all together. There's nothing on the label. And one of the best uh, photos that I've ever seen of Harvest, which normally if you look at Harvest photos, when people pick and they, they bring the grapes into the, into the crush pad facility, you're either seeing all white or all red grapes in the bins. So it was a great photo that was taken from above and it was it was some red and some white. This in, was this in, morning. It, no, no, oh, no. Oh. This is just a photo that I remember seeing of the three six um, Castagnata mm-hmm. blend, where it, it was all going in the same press together, and that's such an odd thing. It is for it's people strange. to see. So it really kind of catches your eye. Well, yeah. you you know you never really think about that, and and the red blends, for my money, that's where it's going. And uh, you know, no. I I went over and was uh, shopping at, uh, you know, picking up a little food for the uh, for the guys today, um, for lunch uh, while we record, and well, I had a chance to pick up a nice um, uh, Bordeaux. I saw that. It looks like a Malbec it's, it's uh, driven, Malbec and it's. And it's yeah. Beautiful, tastes yeah. great. Absolutely, yeah. it's just light, which is not a Malbec. Yeah, that's weird. Uh huh. <laughs> but um, I think it's just well made. So that's it. Um, it's interesting. You sent me something on airlines and what, how much wine airlines are taking. They are becoming a major purchaser of wine, and I don't know if they've always been a major purchaser of wine, or maybe it was just that. They were sort of buying the lower tiered stuff that people didn't really have high expectations when they were flying. Um, so they were drinking, you know, and not to knock Kendall Jackson or, or Jackson family. Sure, sure, sure. Hang on. Yeah. Monty, you're in trouble now. We had to turn it <laughs> off. 
And we are back. Sorry about the interruption with uh, Monty, the uh, Corgi. But Corgi uh, alert. It was, it was Curry's it, fault. It, it was, uh, yeah, everybody arrived at once, and too bad that Alice uh, couldn't stay, but she dropped mm-hmm. off Sam Katuri from Water 16. And the famous nothing but curry. Nothing but curry. That's <laughs> it. That's all nothing but net, baby. And Bart Hansen from, uh, well, right where you were this morning, the we, last letter. Last Bart was there lines. when I was there last Saturday. He was pulling samples for. Uh, See, I was uh, actually working, wasn't he? I? Was he was actually working? And <laughs> it, what, you my, know what was? Look, my hands are dirty. So well, that's what, that's exactly what you want. Dirty hands it means you're making your living, buddy. When I learned something today, when and I learned that it's Bart's fault. Is that <laughs> is that um, so? The the guy that did the tour for us, what is his name, Bart? The um, nice one, nailed it. Thank you. Okay, um, okay, never mind. Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> so, if you ever go into a barrel room and you see the on the barrels, you see this purple or red staining um, in the middle of the barrel. I always thought that that was sort of a bleed, like it was the wine was kind of seeping out. But Stephen claims that that is from Bart. When he's pulling samples, Just that sloppy. he is being a little bit messy. And he said, if you go to Napa, or you know what? I've seen this at um, Hamill as well, where they will paint um, that middle part of the barrel so that you don't see that red yeah, or whole, pink red uh, color. Right. That's now, a very you see, like, yeah. Chateau Margot or something. Yeah, you exactly. You know, so the truth be told, it usually comes from filling and emptying barrels because when you take right. the nozzle out, it drips or, you know, sometimes I might be changing the song car. on the stereo and uh, overfills a little bit. <laughs> but I look, I look, seriously, I look at each and every one of those barrels as a work of art. Right. They're all original. There are uh, no two are the same. So I think it adds to the beauty of the seller myself. It like is a, like a Monet. Wine make, Absolutely. Yeah. make no mistake. Winemaking is uh, messy. Wine, you know, Bart is came in and showed us his hand. He's dirty. It's a it's a dirty job. It's micro approved. Uh, it's, it's and it's uh, you know, eighty percent janitorial. And there's a it's, it's a lot of clean. And there's a lot of wine that gets spilled. Well, there's a reason uh, that there's drains in the middle of your floor. I always wanted a house like that, where <laughs> where in your kitchen you just had drains on the floor, so you could just bring just a hose in and hose just down the whole freaking thing. Yeah, I've actually <laughs> seen a house like that They're behind a See, That's Chicago. a smart person right there. <laughs> <laughs> the parties they used to throw, I'd go in the day after, and they were, Hose you know, the, well, the, the the doors would be knocked off the hinges, and I mean, they'd have yeah, hundreds of people. Foreign, foreign, uh, well, substances just, it, on the walls. It was, it was crazy, that's all I can say, and then they were hosing down their room, and that's right. That's not like I was going to do anything, so. Hey, we started to get, uh, just as an aside, you brought up airlines uh, the other right. day and how much they were buying, right? and this was on... British Airway uh, to um, Heathrow. The red wines uh, that I lived on, Chateau Batili, uh, 2006 uh, Grand Cru uh, Pauliac, nice. uh, Midoc Porto. It was like, may I have more of that, please? Thank you very much. And this, this is, this is complimentary? Does this, this come? Is, yeah. So this comes with a first class ticket? This is, this is, they will give you as much as long as you behave. Wow. You know, if you if you are out of line in any flight. way, shape, or form, right. they have. <laughs> well, I think and there's they want a rule. you to relax and fall asleep. Quite frankly, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, that helps. A Yering Station Estate Pinot Noir Yarra Valley in Victoria, Australia. I've wow. never heard of it. Yeah. Five star winery. Um, acoustic Cellar Ritme from Prirat, 
Spain. That's a pre-wrap. That's a Grenache. Uh, 2014. Uh, richly flavored, hugely popular. Uh, so, uh, And for the whites, uh, Chablis Grand Cru, Vaumur, 2014. Uh, from Burgundy, <laughs> they start off with the right ones. So you know what airline am I flying? Because I'm not drinking this. This stuff. is British yeah. Air, though. You this know? Is, this is British Air is very. I'm drinking yeah. Claude Bois and Kendall Jackson. Well, that's right. okay <laughs> though. Bag. Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I won't Sometimes do that. you get lucky. There's pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> well, our, right? our podfather Ed Silla yeah. flew yesterday to Nashville. For the for, for the for totality, for the complete totality, and he was there, went through it. By the way, we really didn't get anything in Sonoma. Yeah, we had it totality in Sonoma. We had total, total fog, far. totality of foggy right. skies. Yeah. And uh, so the, then they have a Puy Femme 2015 Domaine de Cassier uh, from the Loire Valley. And uh, speaking of that, I got a message from uh, Kelly McAuliffe uh, Did you just really? the other day saying hi. Kelly. Yeah. I want to be back there. I want to be back there now. I just want, we were talking like this last night. I would love to just go spend three weeks there. His off season, get it as cheap as possible. It's just fine with me. When is the off season? Wintertime? Well, wintertime, yeah. I mean, right now, I think that home is probably $500 a night, and I think we paid right. uh, 150 bucks or something. Wintertime, like I mean, you know. And it was nice. Wintertime is the only time that I could go anyway for three weeks. Right? And then, yeah, but then you need to add on the three weeks that you need in the Loire Valley. I could do, I mean, I love I'm not kidding. the Loire Valley wines and some Burgundies and some Bordeaux, but I, I could do three weeks in the Rhone and split the rest of it up in a week or two. Cool. Yeah, and you so know, I you need to spend that as much time. I, I don't, I'd, I'd go to Champagne. Completely. I'd go to the Alsace actually before I went to Bordeaux or Burgundy. I, when I oh, went to, when I went to the Rhone, I, I, I drove through the Northern Rhone, which I, I wish we would have spent a little bit of time there. And then the little bit of time we spent in the Southern Rhone wasn't even enough to wet Scratch your whistle. The service. Yeah. And I mean, and I didn't know anything about it at that time. You know, I went to Chateau Aquera, which was the Cobran right. winery, and it was awesome. Yeah. And we had, had a the, great time. The, the Benziger Pass. Had the Benziger right. Pass, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I'd love to go now because I with, didn't. With knowledge. With, the, yeah. with knowledge, but still no knowledge, right? Right. Well, Where we, I want to go is Bandol, the the rosé that we were drinking at, yes. at Sandra's party last night. Yes. Uh, Bandol is is uh, east of Marseille, so it's it's not technically Rhone Valley, but it's you no, know, it's, it's way it's, south. It's Mavedra. I'm sorry, you know what? That's what it was. Chateau Aquera was, was in, in Bandol. Bandol, okay, and that is where we were. And then we were at the other co-brand property in Chateauneuf, uh, Mont Mont Rhinon, Mont Rhinon. I don't know that. Anyway, but there are a million. You can't get them. Mall. Right. Well, and just like here, and you I know? can't pronounce any of them. There's correctly. just like, <laughs> exactly. uh, like Napa and Chateau, Sonoma. There's uh, hundreds mm. of wineries. There's there's <laughs> yeah. 15 names that everybody knows all around the world, and then there's a hundred you know hundreds of wineries that fill in the rest of it. Um, yeah. How they know, do any business? To, I don't to, know. You have to. It, it's it's through guys like Kelly. It's just just like here. You have. People who refer and you know concierge uh, experiences, so you find the find the wineries that are that are worth finding. I mean, uh, not to say that the big name ones aren't, but those ones are easy to get to. Everybody gets to those. It's in, in and you have to do the same thing in Sonoma and Napa to well, get yeah. to the. And you the know what? I think they've had 
you know, I think if you looked at that area 10 years ago, they didn't have nearly the traffic that right. they have now, right? right? I mean, no, especially the Rhone, yeah. They really didn't. Yeah. Well, and, and really, you know, the it, across Europe, the tasting room direct-to-consumer model is hitting there much later than it is is was here. Uh, they're just starting to really build out that side of of the wine business. Before it was whether you, you sold it in your village, you sold it, you know, your at Leclerc, and and you tried store. to find importers. You know, yeah. tried to get it to England, you tried to get it to America, and you tried to get it to Asia. That was, that was the yeah. Only model. I was at Sonoma Market this morning and bought a few things, and you know they they have one aisle, both sides of wine. Right. Well, that's not too bad for that store. But you go to a Leclerc, which is a brand of Supermarché in, well, in where we were at Kelly's. Um, and believe me, um, they've got, you know, it, this must be a 100,000 square foot store. And literally, I'm going to say that the first third is all wine. And wow. one is just dedicated. John goes, don't you want some of these magnums? It's like, <laughs> yes. sure. What the hell? Yes, we know? do. <laughs> how do they? How do they look on the label? You know, you buy it by the label. There, you can't go wrong in that area. It's the same way in Bordeaux. Well, and it's not, you can't read anything on the label anyway. What does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, you get to the picture. Domain Well, anyway, so the, air, the airline. <laughs> and, had, if, and if it looks anything wine. like an, if it looks anything like an American label, you stay away from. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> and they really, too many colors. They, they really or, don't. You know, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll go grab that in a minute. So, so the, your tour went. Great this morning. It was great. We had a great tour. Got to you know uh, eat some of the grapes off the vine, which I always want to do when I'm driving Are they by. Uh, they tasting good they, yet? They were the Grenache was a, still a little bit tart. Grenache is still real tart. But yeah. the uh, the Cabernet and the uh, Cab Franc were both um, uh, nice and sweet and tasty and uh, nice to be able to do that. And, and the irony is they'll pick the Grenache before they pick the Cab. Right. Um, it looked really good. I mean, it, the Grenache looked good, but you could tell that um, your dad or his um, People had been there recently because yeah. there was some fruit on the ground. So, yeah. and and the amazing thing is, they dropped quite a bit of fruit, and there's still a lot of fruit. So there's a right. lot of fruit yeah. out this there, year. <laughs> there is. There Good. Is. Well, um, that's the one thing I wanted to do on our first broadcast this morning was talk about. Well, give me a map from where we are in the fields, and a whole trip to harvest and crush uh, if you can. I mean, I think that that should be our yeah. number one. It's the number one thing. I'm getting comments about. Uh, so we are. Um, the harvest is underway. Uh, well, for for sparkling for, wines. No, people are picking for for still wine now. Really, uh, white yeah. wine. And some Pinot, still going. Pinot Noir. On. I know. Well, it's that's bizarre. what's it's, strange. It's um, you know, the the last five years with the drought and the whole deal, um, things got so accelerated around here. I was actually I. I uh, I was talking to Morgan Peterson yesterday. He came by the from Bedrock. Room, from Bedrock, mm -hmm. and you know they pick a lot of stuff in the Central Valley really early. And he's like, "It's so weird. I was so used to being in like full on harvest and crush mode by the middle of August that I kind of feel like I'm missing something right now. But it, what it actually is is it's more like normality. More like something new. It's not the new normal. It's the old normal. Right." Well, that was an article that uh, Bart had sent. What is the new normal? And right. the, it, well, it's the old. It's well, and, and you know, the other, I mean, I've always judged it on do I have to work 
Labor Day? <laughs> and do I have to work on my birthday? And so my birthday is September 15th. We uh, happy 90% right of the time. You're working on your birthday. International Grenache Day? International Grenache Day. International Grenache Day is your birthday? Wow, that's kind of right. weird. We're throwing a really big party for you. I, I, we you are know actually. What? I'm looking forward to it too. <laughs> and you have to you have to work it. <laughs> and you're working. <laughs> oh, I'll work it. All right. Yeah. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> wait until, like a wait rib. until that girl see comes how many, up. Uh, see how many bottles of uh, Grenache I can get thrown my way. <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah, fill so. up the cellar. At any rate, um, you know, and so and Labor Day is always kind of the thing. It's you know. What do you but think? You think you'll be? Yeah. We won't be. You won't be. We won't yeah. be picking. Um, but that's also, you know, in in the quote unquote old days, you know, we also got fruit from Clarksburg, or you know, we got Sauvignon Blanc from Dry Creek Valley or Alexander Valley at Kenwood and Benziger. And you know, it's hot up there, and yeah. um, those grapes don't get terribly, you know, high in sugar before you're ready to pick them. So. What about um, the veraison? I mean, uh, how, you can't just pick the green ones out. Well, no. Or, I'm still, what I'm saying is that the, the, the Grenache that Brian saw today, I mean, there's still it's some... It's got another six, eight weeks. Yeah, You're I mean, there's, me. there's, still, there's still grapes out there. There's not any green grapes out there, but there's still grapes that haven't really come fully cov- colored. It, and it could also no. just be that kind of year for the Grenache. You know, Grenache is... And that's why... Um, across, you know, that's why they do blends. Uh, you know, you have Grenache, which oftentimes doesn't accumulate a lot of color, uh, but you add a little Syrah in there, and all of a sudden, you know, you get a little intensity, you get a little color out of it. So it could be one of those years where the Grenache doesn't get super dark, which is, you know, that's okay. It's what happens. And the Mouvedra, uh, uh, the Mouvedra, Mouvedra will the never Syrah. get <laughs> Yeah, well, but the Mouvedra and the Syrah, they take a. They take an important role in yeah. those years. Well, it does. Talking about it now in in, in September, it seems like it, it's you know it's a long ways away. Um, well, uh, last year, weren't you? So I guess in but, but full the, harvest now. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think well, eh, we were picking for sure. We haven't we didn't pick anything for sixteen six hundred by you know this time um but early august will be i mean early september will be mid september well, before we start i was picking any day any one at uh lassiter what two years ago two where years i was ago, taking yeah. those photos and turn my headphones down, down? yeah sure thing Sorry. and uh well you got to tell me babe you got to tell me when it's too loud. Yeah, I was telling Turn you. Turn it up, man. Too Turn loud. it up. Too loud. I didn't know if I was loud. I'm grateful dead. No. Um, in part, you too. I'm man. good. I'm okay. good. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, I, I think that we'll probably be going somewhere between Labor Day and my birthday. Yeah, I think that know, that'll be huh. the... Maybe, maybe yeah. the Malbec will get there or possibly some rosé. Um, so, we'll see. Well, it was amazing to watch it come in. Uh, those containers, are those one ton or two? They're half big, ton. Half ton? Half ton containers. God. But, well, and they never actually hold a half ton. Well, they're always, they're they're always they're at a bad. they do. <laughs> this, this was big and beautiful, I'll tell you that. Well, it was the photo that I gave you the other day. Right, no, beautiful you know, photo. I mean, it was absolutely And those stunning. bins were full. I don't know who oh, filled those bins up, but they were too full. It was <laughs> somebody who gave them to Bart, and then he put them up on, onto the... That was the, a photo op. Oh yes, it was. Yeah. No beret, but you know when he put them onto your your little crane, your unit, and then dump them in, and and the next thing you know, juice is running out. You know what I did see walking into the barrel room at Lassiter today is I saw three empty vessels. 
of uh, Dane Sellers Chenin Blanc. Mm. Oh, empty. I knocked on them because I thought, oh, that's interesting. Knocked on them and <laughs> donk, donk, donk. They were definitely empty, which meant one thing. That it's now in your glass. Bart had bottled. Bart. Well, you know, it's great because we actually had one podcast where we didn't talk about the Chenin Blanc. We talked about Eric Chenin Blanc. How did that happen? We didn't happen? talk about mine, so that How makes me feel good. Weird. Yeah. For the amount we talk about the Chenin Blanc, you should make way more of it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, so you guys have a long time now. What is needed in the field? Um, I mean, what do you need to do now? You've got a, a while to let this hang. Perfect Are you worried weather, about the weather. birds? Are you worried about uh, we had some powdery mildew issues because of the rain? Yeah, that's all. Those all, those issues over? are all gone by now. Okay. Uh, birds are fickle and won't eat grapes until they're uh, sweet Perfect. enough. So you don't. I mean, you know, you start to have to. <laughs> Pinot Noir is, you know, when people are netting grapes, it's it's either white grapes or Pinot Noir because they're the first to ripen. So all the other grapes are still sour and the birds won't touch them and they they swarm onto the sweet grapes. So there's there's more pressure on them. By the time everything else is ripe, the birds, have, there's enough, uh, you know, there's enough they, they, dilution of the bird population. They don't, it's not as big of a deal. They've eaten enough. Yeah. yeah, so like at Lasseter, one of the one of the other blocks that will, will come early is the old vine Zinfandel. And uh, they it was were, once out in the back. Yeah. And so they were um, the birds have gotten into those. Oh, they have. Yeah. So they've um, put the little flash tape. Out right there. You got to you got to you can't put the flash tape up until it reaches a, a high enough sugar. Otherwise, the birds get used to it. So you put it up at, at a certain like a certain bricks. That's a sign that harvest is coming. It's That's what they were saying though. today. Is we, we actually got to try some of that Zen. And she was saying that there's a line of oak trees over there and the, and the birds just they're just waiting. They're in the queue. They're just kind of <laughs> waiting for those queue. grapes to come next, in. And then, okay, next yeah. 10. You guys yeah. go. Fill yourself up. Well, you guys have a cool little predatory system there. You got these little birds that become um, very territorial there of your property. And if the ravens or any other birds come in, they kind of chase them away. And they're kind of badass. Um, that's one of their little the badass uh, birds. Is that the, the bluebirds. Is that, is yeah, that, the little oh, the, the little bluebirds. Bird? Yeah. Is that part of the uh, tour? That's part of the tour. <laughs> yeah. Really? The badass that's, bird see, part of the tour. They don't talk about that when when I'm in the cellar in the, when they're in the cellar. So I missed that part. Yeah. That's good. No, it's really something. cool. Yeah. Wow. It's like Disney. It's like Disneyland. You can't leave your post. <laughs> Sometimes I'm going by in the forklift and I'll kind of turn it off and listen. Like, what are they saying? This no, it was perfect. When we got there today, Bart was in his perfect position. He had the thief and he was pulling things, samples out of the barrel, like almost like it was. Uh, he stands like that all day waiting. They were for like, to show. Bart, we're coming into the room. Yeah, get ready. And the, and the funny thing is, is that I said hello to everybody and people kind of looked around like, where did that come Who's from? talking? <laughs> it's that animatron up on the barrel. So this was the, the whole Sante staff? Uh, well, I mean, whoever, whoever wanted to ever, come. So I think there was 10, 10 of us, 12 right. of us, something and like that. And the servers, wine servers, and... and, reg and servers, uh, food runners, uh, cheese cheesemongers. Cheesemongers. Which we, we did a really cool pairing with the uh, Chemin de Fer. They, what, I don't oh. know what cheese that was that they put out with the Chemin de Fer. But w when you had the wine and then you tasted that cheese and went back to the wine, it completely... It, it was kind of mind-blowing. Was it the lamb chopper? The lamb chopper. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's a um, sheep's milk cheese from Humboldt Fog. Oh, that with that with that wine was. Yeah. Uh, and I the mean, label's like a lamb on a chopper. That's oh, nice. a nice. Lamb chopper. Yeah. <laughs> nice view. Yeah, it was good <laughs> stuff. It's the Lassiter show on the winemakers this week. Hey. Well, on, on the other <laughs> hand, look, you know, A, they've got great products. Yep. And B, 
a beautiful place. Yeah. And the place is just stunning. You'd never know it was even there. I mean, you, you have to literally go around the old Dunbar school to even get to the place, and then it's fully locked up, you know, unless... It is kind of well, like and, a, you know, the, the hidden away It is. There. Totally yeah. it, it, it is. I yeah. mean, um, you know, it, it's been a winery there since the uh, early 1900s and one sort of the other. And, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we are by appointment only, and... Um, that's part of that's by design. We don't make that much wine. Um, it's also to be respectful to the school because we do school shares, um, our driveway and, you know, we farm, uh, also considering that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's important, but you're not not locked up tight. Like good neighbors. No. uh, And I did notice a little construction going on there today. I don't know. I, I don't know anything yeah, about that. I, I, they, you know, they they a, wouldn't tell us what it was, but yeah. I did notice a little construction. It's a well, non. Good. A little and growth it is, is it, good. It's not right. a patio. Only it's in Sonoma, kind of thing, where you drive around the back of the elementary school that's been there since the eighteen seventies. Five miles per hour. Five miles an hour, right. and and you go through this gate that's kind. of, I mean, you know, it's got it's it's not a flashy gate. I mean, there's a big sign on it, but it's right. it's not. You know, it's kind of nondescript. And on the other side of it is beauty a beautiful vineyard oh, you know a pond <laughs> some big oak trees and, and it's nice because yeah. it looks down the valley so you got sonoma mountain on the on the west side and you know the mayakamas on the east well that's the thing you look right frames it. you yeah, look at the grenache and then you see the mountains in the back and then do you guys know that there's this if you go if you're doing a tasting in what used to i guess be the boardroom but now they do the tastings there if you walk out those doors there's like a little miniature grain silo or something. Oh, it's not a grain silo. What it's is a, it? It's a uh, tw- a water 12, tank. No, a, a nine thousand gallon um, wine tank. It was from the Grand oh, Crew excellent. property, okay. and there's two of them on the property. One of them is um, down by the pond, and it's a bathroom. Okay. Um, with a stainless steel toilet and sink um, in but it. But this one you and walk this into. This one you walk it's in. And in it's, the 9,000 gallon. Yeah. It's got yeah. like a couch that's circular. It has lava lamps. <laughs> it has a little coffee table, very, a little it's, fur it's rug. It's very 1970s, late 1970s. We really wanted to spark up a fatty in that, that uh, know, little okay. room. A <laughs> 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 little Stilton. We the only thing cheese. that was missing was a disco ball in there. Well, th- maybe, maybe they- we could work on that. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. That would be a good idea. I didn't know that they did that with those. I've yeah. always seen them. I had no idea. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. you have to come look at them. They're so pretty cool. The is- bathroom is really, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's got a big-ass fan on the top of it. Yeah, we felt very important. comfortable yeah. in there. We did not want to leave that room. <laughs> I mean, it's literally so a big-ass fan. Yeah. Big-ass fan. <laughs> look it up, folks. Hashtag uh, big-ass big fan. fan. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so... You know, I'm lo- I'm looking at the, uh, t- 2015. We've got 2016. John, yeah, John, you got the. So we we, we were trying the uh, Bart's Chenin Blanc, which was just bottled on Friday, and then um, Sam brought something that he knew I wanted to try, which was the homage um, white blend, which he said yeah. is Marsan Rousson Grenache Blanc that. and accidental Chenin and accidental Chenin, which we got a little story about that. Yeah, yeah so right. there's uh, this is from the Rossi Ranch, um, where we do. Uh, we do a red blend from here also. And that's what you said is Eric's parents' place? So that's where the, that's where the Budwood came from. Okay. Uh, the, the Rossi Ranch is Thank in you, Kenwood on, on Lawndale Road, right off of Warm Springs. And it was originally planted in 1910 by uh, a man named Carlo Rossi, no relation. Oh, yeah. Um, and his son, Val Rossi, 
farmed it through the the twentieth century. Another one of the most beautiful vineyards <sighs> in, in the world. Yeah. If, well, for sure, Sonoma Valley. You, you have this. You have a view. You stand in the middle of the vineyard. There's a view up up Bennett Valley, all of, of Sonoma Mountain, and then you look up into the Moon Mountain District also, and you have this view like right up wow. to uh, Monte Rosa to the top of the hill. Um, and so we make uh, what I call Val Rossi homage there, uh, and this is uh, the homage blanc, um, and it's so the Marsan, the Russon, the Grenache. The Grenache Blanc and the Chenin Blanc. What happened with the Chenin Blanc is we collected budwood at a different vineyard uh, to to Buddha's Dharma Vineyard. That's the Chenin Blanc. That's, the Chenin Blanc. <laughs> That's what I got poured. No, I think you got. No, you have the homage. You have Blanc. the homage. Okay, all right. Yeah, you got the you homage. Sure? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Namaste. And we, you know, it started growing, and there was these vines that were clearly different than the rest of the vines, and you know, you don't know because once. It's just out there. You don't really have a frame of reference. So eventually, sort of trial and error and deductive reasoning, we figured out there was, uh, you know, probably 30% of the block was Shannon Blanc. Huh. Um, and so, you know, whatever. We picked it and threw it in there. Shannon Blanc is these big, giant berries, big, you know, probably... Uh, if you want to tag big those, fatties. I'll take them. I, uh, I'll take them. I, no, fatty, I think dude. we're cutting them over. Sorry. Oh, well, we've you just it. broke we, my. Did you hear that sound? That was the sound crap. of my heart breaking. No, we're cutting it over to. It's, we're you know we're it's a it's a Rhone thing, man. Right, it's a Rhone thing. It so. doesn't make a bad wine though. It doesn't make a bad wine, and you know what? I probably ended up with like an extra thirty cases because of the Chenin Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> All the extra juice that the Chenin Blanc. I'm yeah. sure that's going to be right. house use. <laughs> right. so. But we've got a 2010 and a 2011, a 2015 and a 2016 on the table. Yeah, what's up with the Barolo going on over here? Oh. I didn't even and uh, I don't know if we want to do that now we want to yeah, maybe we should yeah, wait we, next next, next episode for okay the uh, but yeah. it's interesting now you're this is a 2017 vintage that you are picking now correct so when will that be, hit the stores when can i drink that well i mean if rosés sam you'll bottle your 2017 rosé in early 2018 December 15th yeah, january january um have it know, ready by the spring we're about the same at last year with our rosé um, you know, some Sauvignon Blancs you bottle maybe March, April at the earliest. Um, so you'll start seeing those in summer, theoretically. The of, of and all the others. Uh, all the all the reds typically get between fifteen and twenty four months of barrel aging. So you're looking a couple years out. Twenty nineteen, twenty those. Uh, yeah, and then you know, and, and then, six months to a year in bottle before the release too. I mean, you want to uh, red wine, you know. White wine can handle bottle shock in a way that red wine doesn't necessarily. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the the red wine that we bottled this summer was the 2015 vintage, and I won't start releasing any of those until my you know Phil sent me shipment in in the spring will be the first time the 15s leave. I have to uh, admit that uh, Bart, we did do a, a nice steak last night and. Uh, of course, what did John want? Bottle cab. Yeah, at 2012. <laughs> and cool. I'm still not running low. I have not touched the what is stashed. Cool. That's so that's, awesome. that's a good idea. So you're so. saying that, so the, the grapes that I was eating off the vine this morning, mm -hmm. the cab franc and the cab, I will, if, if those are made into wine, I will be drinking them in 2020. Three years. Yeah, yeah. Huh. at the earliest. Okay. It takes a while, doesn't it? There you go. It's yeah. amazing. You can't hurry wine. Yeah. You can't hurry. You can't. I mean, 
you can, and it happens, and sometimes it happens for more financial reasons and economic reasons than yeah, wine and, reasons. And, but right. if you can wait, it's a it's a patient it's a patient man's game. It's and, it, a and it also kind of has to do with where the grapes come from. I mean, our friend Morgan um, makes his old vines in, which. Uh, certainly a lot of Sonoma County grapes, but also from Contra Costa County and over in Lodi. And he bottles that before the next vintage. So that one... They bottle that in the spring. Yeah. Yeah, so that gets less than a year. But for that style wine and the way their winemaking procedures are on it, it works. I mean, you know, the wine is fresh and fruity and it tastes delicious. Um, And the problem at my house is I always just drink it, so I never leave it in the... (laughs) bottle long enough to well, see how it's going to happen. See what's going to happen. Yeah, that's well, that's what normal. I've come across with winemakers. Some of them like to barrel age for a long time and then bottle and then release fairly soon. And then I've seen people that barrel age for a shorter period of time, but then will s- bottle it and sit on the bottles until they release it because they think that actually letting it kind of marinate in the there's yeah, a whole, or in the they bottle. haven't or they're just or not they're, selling quite as quickly. Right. The, <laughs> or oh, you think that's the part of previous it? Previous vintage. Yeah. You know, look. As much as um, we'd all like to talk the talk about letting the wine age in the bottle and whatever, if if you're out of whatever is in front of it, you're going to start selling it. Yeah. And if you're not out of whatever is in front of it, you most likely aren't going to start selling it in, until you are. Um, I mean, you know, there's at some point you just kind of cut it and and start selling the next vintage but when well, isn't uh, that 80 percent of the market now is something like that that's they're not waiting they're not aging the wine no no they're, everybody they're, drinks the wine they're uh, buying we, it and they're drinking it within a week people. or two weeks yeah. the, well, yeah. the faster you drink it the you faster know, you need now to buy i did more. i did see yeah. some interesting wines uh, come in an email from benchmark and and there were a couple that caught my eye. Did we start something dangerous <laughs> with getting you on these benchmark emails? Cause you, because you know, no, not I the love first them. time that you've brought that up. Uh, are you, I, are I you to buying? Bench- I'm always we watch. get benchmark to either sponsor this yeah, or, or well, John's gonna it's gonna cut into our business with John. Seriously, <laughs> the idea is <laughs> I can't trust Waiting for one I want, and, and I and, and there was a Chateau de Latour, but it was a ninety nine. No, I'm thinking that's an what, awful long time. Four hundred, one ninety nine, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it was a long time to be sitting in the bottle, and you don't know how it's been taken care of. That right? is the and, that is the danger ni- there. Ninety nine. We've been drinking some wines that, that appear to have been set down for too long. Uh, you know, every once in a while you run into one. It's a little browned out. It's a little, you know, it tastes a little. It's got a little French funk in it. That's know? the right. that's the that's the gamble, though. I mean, uh, when when you're pursuing aged wine in the secondary market, um, part of what you know, easily. part of the you know, you're paying for the fact that you can't find those wines anywhere else. And part of, and there's a you know, it's caveat emptor. It's there's a little buyer beware. <laughs> Uh, but um, well, you, you know, know how else are you going to get a? That's it. Eighty three. You, you know it. what? What do you? You can't, yeah. you can't get any other way. So that's just part of the risk in in that game. Absolutely not. And and but you there's know, no and risk if you buy it directly from the winemaker. That's correct. Danceellers. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I like to do that. Yes. And let's go through that well, again as we're going to end episode eighteen here. So it is winery sixteen six hundred. Yeah, and I want to say thank you, Sam. A word. Can I say thank you, Sam, for the other night? We had the dinner at Sante. Mm. We had uh, 16600 wines. Phil Couturi, Sam Couturi, Mike Benziger, 
Stanley Mouse in the house. Yeah, Eric, the house. Eric Pearson of Spark nice. was there. Eric Pearson, Kyle yeah. was there. Heresy. Um, we had a Heresy in the house. We had a we had a full house. Yeah. The, the food was great. The wine was great. It, just a, a really f- nice uh, evening. So and we filled was, up the whole restaurant. Yeah, it was it was it was, nice. it was a rowdy night and rowdy night in Sante. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably the rattiest Wednesday night they get around there. I, I, I'm sure. I'm Absolutely. sure. That, I'm sure yeah. there was a memo that went around uh, the Fairmont. These are rowdy yeah. people. These guys Hold are coming on. in. If right. they're in tie dyes, they're okay. <laughs> One night only. <laughs> Security, let them in. Right. All right, guys. Well, now uh, we went through a little discussion before you guys got here, and ended up with a trip on uh, for a, a timeline on. Uh, what is being picked, grown in 2017, picked in 2017. Looks like I'm going to have to wait until 2020 to drink it. So. If it's red. If it's red, that's yeah. what, but you know me. That's know. him. So, uh, Brian Casey, thank you very much thank for you, being here today. So much appreciated. Uh, Sam, Mr. Katuri, as always, and Bart Hansen. Thanks, John. Always. We appreciate I, it. Thanks, thank everybody you. out there. Yeah, and thanks for listening. That's the big big thing we love it and uh, thanks for everybody's comments it's getting getting to the point where we're getting some nice nice comments and nice nice feedback cool. and cool. some nice sales yeah. so that's a good thing all right thanks for listening everybody see you next week the proceeding was a presentation of the radio misfits podcast network find our other great shows on itunes Stitcher Radio and at RadioMisfits.com. Thank you.